0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the curtain comes down on the Premiership season. The fallout from Rangers title celebrations continues with club, governing body, league and police statements all released today. On the pitch, James Tavernier is PFA Scotland's Player of the Year with David Turnbull taking the Young Player Prize and Colmarnock will take on Dundee in the playoffs to decide who will play in the top flight next season. I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. In a progressive 21st century Scotland You cannot tolerate the primitive and violent scenes Which were witnessed at George Square on Saturday night Even in their moment of triumph The Rangers fans couldn't resist sectarian songs Racist songs, violence and vandalism That's twice in six weeks George Square has been damaged by Rangers supporters Can anyone tell me what these scenes have to do with celebration? And can anyone tell me when all this nonsense Comes to an end Yeah Gordon you're absolutely right It was the last round of fixtures at the weekend Hamilton's SPFL run comes to an end Ross County avoid the playoff spot Kelly will now take on Dundee for that spot this coming Thursday St Mirren are the best of the rest to secure 7th spot Celtic end their campaign with a 0-0 draw at Hibs And Rangers romp to a 4-0 win over Aberdeen To become invincibles with 102 points Yes lots happening on and off the pitch It's 0141-951-1025 If you've got something to say and if you want to tweet, you can find us over there at S at Clyde SSB. Almost forgot the Twitter handle on the two hundred and fiftieth show. <laughs> you told the there uh, at Clyde SSB. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Love to speak to you on the phones. Of course, it is a Monday night, the final Monday night in in our format of of looking back on Premiership action. The three of us. So for yeah. one final time, bring a tear to the eye. What was your result of the weekend? Well, it had to be Rangers four Aberdeen nil. On the park at the weekend Rangers were flawless What well, Elaborate Is that Sealing the Unbeaten League season when, uh, the, the clean sheets All the rest of it Yeah I mean if you're going to end A decade of despair uh, That's the way to do it With uh, a league season In which you were undefeated And finished off With a Four goal Win uh, Over the team Who finished fourth Alex Ray, your result yeah. of the weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go for Ross County, Gordon, when John Hughes took over. They were bottom of the, the table and they managed to escape the trap door plus the playoff. So that's good work by Big Yogi. Okay, good good options for both yes. of your remaining categories. What are you going for goal of the weekend? I'm going for Ian Vigers, Ross County. Uh, one of the two goals that kept Yogi and Ross County in the Premiership. The games after the split They had 10 out of 15 points And they finished with 3 wins in a row That's how to survive Yep, fine strike from Ian Vigers Alex Ray, goal yeah, of the weekend I'm going to go for Jermaine Defoe, Gordon You've got a guy that's 38 uh, Gets very limited game time The way he took the ball Skipped past a couple of players He's left Big Considine for dead And then he slows it back into the uh, Joe Lucy's right hand corner It was absolutely tremendous goal Right, you were spoiled for choice this weekend oh, yeah. you, Even you two can't mess this up Howler of the weekend, who's getting it? The biggest insult I can give to any young player is to say I would have scored that one And I mean at 71, not at 21 <laughs> So, Lewis Ferguson, 
You're the man How did you manage To hit the bar When you were standing Underneath it Alex Ray Your howler of the weekend I'm going to go for The Aberdeen goalkeeper Gordon How he managed To try and punch The ball out Towards the edge of the box And it winds up In the net Is beyond me It was a shocking start For Aberdeen Look at that You finished with a a, a night I never thought I would see you've, no you've, not, you've not given the referees The howler of the weekend So well done to you So I think that might be the first time It took us till the last day of the season But you got there Willie Collin was on the, the reserve list <laughs> Right 0141-951-1025 It has Not exactly been a quiet day uh, In Scottish football In case you hadn't noticed So get your calls in Please on that number Usual number And you can tweet at Clyde SSB What's happening off the field Which I am certain You will want to have your say on So we will do that But what's happening on it as well The season's come to an end This is supposed to be the the night Where we Take a nice look back at the season All the highs All the lows All the, the mad bits All the talking points So let's at least try And do a bit of both And with that in mind I've got a bit of a challenge For you what is the one word that best describes your team's season? <laughs> Take a chance there. I mean, yeah, you've got to keep, got to keep it kind of clean, right? It's a family show. Um, we're over on Twitter. You can send them on there, but I'd like you to pick up the phone and elaborate. I'm, I, I want to, I want to see how creative you can get here and see what you can come up with. What is the one word that best describes your team's season? Now that goes out to fans of every single club out there. So let's hear it. One word. The best describes your team season 01419511025 However Hugh um, We will get to that very soon I think there's only one real story Which is dominating everywhere you look today yeah. Unfortunately We'd rather talk about on the pitch And I, th- I think we'll kick off by Almost covering off all the The different factions and, and what they're saying So Rangers broke their silence As the U newspaper types would say today Saying that sadly a small minority of people behaved inappropriately And in a manner not reflective of our support Some of the scenes were unacceptable They've besmirched the good name of Rangers Football Club These so-called fans should reflect upon these values and ethos And consider the damage this does to the reputation of of the club The SFA have called it an abomination, not a celebration Those responsible for sectarian singing, vandalism, physical damage May attach themselves to football but cannot be considered football fans and now the, this other strand to all of this The police announced this afternoon That it is assessing a video allegedly involving Rangers players Using sectarian language during the league title celebrations In a clip circulated on social media A group of players can be seen singing along to the song Sweet Caroline at Ibrook Stadium Things you never thought you would discuss on Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers have now responded to that Saying it's evident this video was shared with an adjoining narrative um, which attempts to discredit our players and the reputation of the club. It highlights the dangers of trial by social media. It's deeply concerning this video has been taken as genuine and has been shared widely. Uh, it goes on to say, Our squad is richly diverse. Sectarianism is unacceptable and has no place in our club, which is underlined by our Everyone Anyone campaign. We are confident no criminality took place. We've sought legal advice and look forward to cooperating with Police Scotland. Good luck picking your way through all of that. Yes, you gave me a lot of ground to cover there. I'll take it as best I can in order. It was right that Rangers come out straight away with some kind of statement that regarding the event in George Square as I say we, we want to be a progressive country we want to be a 21st century country you can't be if you're going to behave like that in the city's main landmark so I think Rangers were right to take responsibility of the situation and when they call Rangers supporters so-called fans then that ought to register with those so-called fans. And when they say that uh, these people have besmirched the name of the club, 
Then the so-called fans should listen up With regard to the SFA And their statement about it being an abomination uh, And not a celebration I would have to say that is concise And 100% accurate And with regard to the final matter of the video There's nothing we can say Because in legal terms That would be described as an an ongoing case Uh, You can't invite a poll to say Did they say certain words uh, or did they not? That's not how justice works. So we're going to have to wait for the outcome uh, of the investigation currently underway uh, and take it from there when we have a resolution to that mm. investigation. I mean, Alex, you will know plenty of Rangers fans. I know not as many as you, but some who were delighted on Saturday and celebrated as everyone expected them yep. to. And unfortunately... Some didn't that, that that essentially is it uh, There's there's naturally a A defence mechanism Which goes up and says You know th- This was this was the minority Make sure you, you make that point It's You know that It wasn't all Rangers I don't think anyone is suggesting That it's all Rangers fans How could you But what remains a fact Is those who were Involved at George Square I mean clearly crossed the line Without a doubt I think on yesterday's show Gordon The two phrases In which I used There was diabolical scenes then In which I've seen I was I couldn't believe as, as the night was wearing on and I seen Rangers fans fighting with Rangers fans uh, when Hugh said there it's a celebration you know you come to, together to celebrate an unbelievable season on the pitch uh, uh, in the league campaign and as it was progressing through Saturday night it was embarrassing to see these scenes and uh, I'm pleased that the club's come out with a statement today because I was pretty much saying it took the shine off it puts a bad light on Rangers uh, fans as well uh, on the club and that's exactly nothing has actually changed. So Rangers have kind of reiterated what I was saying yesterday, today in their statement. And then obviously you've got the stuff that's uh, circulating today. But as Hugh says, until we actually know the outcome of that, we can't really say until that process is taken to the end. 0141-951-1025. Let's speak to James, who's a Rangers fan from Barhead. Hi, James. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, yeah, I just been listening to what you've been saying seen nothing new today and I'm going to be honest with you I'm furious I think I'm sick of the sight of this uh, this mob mentality where the people go out and do what they want where they want and it's I think the the consideration against the clubs at the back of their minds have got no interest in what the club says or does they're just quite happy to go and do what they want to do and I just I'm just sick of it I think where the club's been what it's done how hard this worked to try and get back to where it in my opinion it belongs probably would antagonise a few people with saying that but it's great to see them back winning trophies again, which is amazing being a fan of the club. But then you've got the scenes that happened afterwards that just take the shine off. It's a bit, a bit kind in my opinion. I think it just, it's just a slap in the face to all the hard work that's happened in the last 10 years. And as I said to your producer when I get through, it's not the first time. And of course, I don't think it's going to be the last time. If we keep going the way we're going to go, we're going to win more trophies next season. Uh, next season, all being well. And what's going to happen then? There'll be another reason to go through George Square and tear the place to bits again. Just the simple not good enough, and I think there's enough footage and pictures and whatever you want all over uh, the news and social media. It's very, very easy to identify most of these people, if not all of them. Never let them in the ground again, give their information to the police, do what we need to do just to say that that's not acceptable because it's a football game. I love my football and I want people to go and enjoy themselves and so on and so forth. But think of every other person that's done about that area. Um, across the weekend and having to worry about it and hearing what's going on outside the houses and stuff like that it's just mindless thuggery and I think it's, it has to be calmed down hard on and I'm just so angry that it's affiliated to my country let alone my football club 
Yep, James uh, has been very honest, very candid about the, the club that he loves and supports, uh, and those who have blackened their name over the weekend. Uh, we can't have George Square turned into uh, a militarised zone every time Rangers win a trophy for fear of people marching on the city's number one landmark. Uh, so, you know, this has to stop. And uh, we cannot have a situation whereby winning football matches leads to violence. It's, it's simply unacceptable. I mean, there's so many layers to Alex. You don't really know where to begin. If, if he was talking about the violence, that's the bit that... I, I can't believe we're actually analysing the mindset because there's clearly no, not a lot. There's not a lot going on there. You're you're all out celebrating. It's a, a common cause as well. You're in amongst people who are like minded in Absolutely. terms of, of the, their their mood, their happiness. Um, so to fight with each other is it's difficult bizarre. to comprehend. Um, then you add in the the sectarian singing or whatever it may be. Like I said, there's so many things here that you're having to to, to rhyme off. James is talking about And I think he speaks on behalf of actually a lot of Rangers fans If you're talking specifically about George Square I mean how, how can you def- defend that? I don't think there is even another no. side to this debate is there? No no, not at all And I think James makes a, a valid point I think we highlighted yesterday I think the the last number that we had was 20 arrests uh, Was the, the number And I said yesterday I'd be surprised if it stayed at that number I'm sure because of CCTV and things People will be known to them I would expect that to there He also makes an interesting point Where people should be banned Gordon mm-hmm. uh, If you're Besmirching uh, And damaging the club The city in general You don't deserve to be on a football ground Yeah I mean that I guess James That will be a That will be a long process Whether that's Police and council And, and football club All coming together But if we talk about the football ramifications Because the criminal justice system will, will kick in as well But in terms of the football club that's what, that what Your message would be to them Urge them If any of these people who were Taking part in that stuff If they are season ticket holders Then make sure that they're not any anymore 100% uh, If everyone's got to work in the, the same way Of taking the club back to the top And keeping it at the top The club can't be spending time and energy And resources Trying to explain themselves Having to deal with the police about so-called fans and what they're doing, it's, it should be a, a positive thing and a, a, that we're in right now, whereas after probably the, the best day in the club city in the last 10 years, this is the this is the main topic of discussion, so yeah, 100%, if they're, they're found to be affiliated with a season ticket or whatever that is, just you're not getting back in, um, I, I know it's, it's, some people might get caught up in the emotions of the situation and so on and so forth, but we can't just keep allowing sort of excuses to come into it, it's in my opinion, I think to get it stopped, because if you think of Manchester when we got to the FA Cup final, you think of the, the last month where it happened, um, when when you get sort of kind of announced as champions, then then yesterday or over the weekend, it's it's just opportunity after opportunity, and it, it's just it's. I think there's. I, I agree with what the club said in some ways regarding um, there's a minority of football fans and the, what the club stands for and what it wants, but I think it's maybe time to back that up with some action. Yeah, I mean, Hugh, that's. That's the other side of this that, you know, James is, James will be echoed by loads of people on, on Twitter and on the phones and so on. We always hear this line that, oh, well, you know, it was it was just a minority. And that, that's a difficult line because of, of course it was. See if, uh-huh. if the, we've got two massive clubs, see if the majority of their fans are going to act like we're in deep trouble. We're in deep, deep trouble. It's, it's always going to be the minority. and But what that does do... Is that totally ruins the experience Or partly ruins the experience for fans like James And there'll be loads like him Because it clearly wasn't every Rangers fan No, 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 of course not But an awful lot of people 
uh, and a collective loss of senses because, I mean, there's one fan who's now disabled for life uh, as a consequence of uh, uh, the the firework going off in his yeah, hand. Yeah, I mean, I must say, I did see a sort of contradiction to that as well, but that's where we're at. We're analysing these things and, and before the night various over, versions of stories. Everyone could plainly see you on social media, Rangers fan, hitting Rangers fan, groups of fans, hitting other groups of fans. It was a collective loss of senses. Um, but... As I say, the, the city can't be held to ransom like this. You know, that, that part of it has got to stop. Thank you very much to James in Barhead. Let's bring in Scott and Govan and get his take on it. Hi, Scott. Hiya. How's it going? Uh, hi, pal. Um, I'm really saddened, embarrassed and angry at um, what happened on Saturday. Uh, when... Up to Ibrox, I only stay five minutes away. Um, I'm a season ticket holder. I've got two seats. Um, and I went up to Ibrox before the end of the game to sample that bit of atmosphere. I've had my two jabs. Um, I had my face mask. And I've took videos of what occurred across the road at Ibrox. Um, no violence. No sectarian singing. Um, load of fireworks. There was some singing. But what I did notice... Um, there was a lot, a lot of drink getting consumed. Um, and I'm saddened that my club didn't do more to stop what happened on Saturday because they were told it was going to happen two weeks prior by a certain group of Rangers fans. Um, and to do it again to George Square is just... They're no Rangers. They're no, they're, that's no Rangers fans. What, what more can a, f- a football club... Do in an instance like this, Scott? Well, I can tell you, I'm not going to name who the group is, um, but they are season ticket holders and they can. The, um, Greg Marshall from uh, Rangers talks to the fan base and they could have said, don't do it. They could have said, don't do it or you're going to lose your season ticket. Yeah, that, that's my point though. I'm wondering if. Look at the people that look at the scenes that you saw, Scott. You've all you've seen the videos. You've heard what's being said. You've watched fists and bottles and boots being thrown around. Do those people strike you as the type that would listen? No, no. Um, but you've got to add in the fuel to the fire. You've got to add in the drink. Um, I, I've watched there, like you said. I've watched it all on social media. I've seen them crossing the Squinty Bridge. Where, like the uh, head of police said in the paper, it was it was nice and peaceful kind of kind of thing. Now the very next day, there was a march for the Palestine, which done the exact same, it was the exact same kind of crowd on that Squinty Bridge. So it, it only turned to violence when it reached mm-hmm. George Square, and the only reason it got to violence is because they were all consuming drink. You know, and, and Hugh that. <laughs> There is absolutely no doubt about that And this yeah. is where Clyde won Super Scoreboard I'm not sure is the forum here But there are, there are there were various societal issues on display there There were football issues as well yeah, But yeah. society has to, to maybe have a look at what's going on In practical terms What can Rangers do if people are To use the Glasgow colloquialism Bevying outside their ground Other than Do what Manchester United did and you simply have to construct uh, 
a militarised zone I was speaking about to prevent people from getting near the ground Now, what a sad state of affairs on the day when Rangers were going for uh, an unbeaten league season Were to receive the championship trophy which formalised the end of 10 years of disillusionment and hurt for their supporters But I'm trying to think in practical terms All you could have done was what Manchester United did And construct, to use the journalistic term, the ring of steel around the ground But if people are burying, that's not Rangers' jurisdiction yeah, listen, I think it's fair to say I think you've seen some of the, the rubbish uh, On Sunday morning, Gordon It was kind of, the place was littered by beer bottles And, and so forth And uh, when you start putting that on top of an empty head Then you know, yes, is the kind of stuff you get And I, I don't see what the club can actually do about that Hughes, listen, we can look about Could we have ushered them to Bella Houston Park Which was a wee bit more spacious in things or could you took them down to Glasgow Green Where it might not have been just in within that confines of the, you know, the, the square in itself I don't know, you're looking at things after the event, how you can avoid this, but I still think when you've got people who are going to behave like that, particularly when they're full of drink, then are you going to stop that? You see it every weekend, Gordon, when Rangers and Celtic don't play, when we have a normal weekend, people misbehave, anti-social behaviour. 0141 951 1025, thank you to Scott. If you've got this wild notion that you want to talk about like football games and matches and results and players, we are more than willing. 0141 951 1025. I did ask you at the start to sum up your team's season in one word. Bit of a challenge for you. Let's see what you come up with. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here. It's 0141 on the phones. It's at Clyde SSB on Twitter lots of reaction coming in We've already heard lots of it And I'm sure more to come On the fallout from Rangers title celebrations Today you've heard from Rangers twice The SFA, the SPFL, the police Neil Diamond has been brought into it And um, yeah, I don't think we've heard the end of it So I'm sure we'll get through more of that Between now and 8 o'clock It would be nice to get to some football At some stage as well We're asking you to sum up Your team's season in one word Now we've put that on Twitter Which is Generating some interesting responses oh, Shall we say One can imagine um, But I'd love to hear it on the phone So 01419511025 The good thing about it is I don't care if it's Albion Rovers Hamilton Ackies Motherwell St Mirren Whatever it is You must be able to come up with one word That sums up your season Let's You see should it. be able to give us the word And we tell you the team That's a brilliant Ooh, show oh, oh, I like it I like it Right okay Let's go through Twitter responses first of all um, Right there's a common one here Coming in from PR and from Nizzy and various others uh, Nice and easy to kick you off Relentless Rangers Okay, on the t-shirts at the weekend Correct And you would you, You're a you're a wordsmith Yep Good word to choose Yeah, yeah, yeah it's Very clever marketing ploy You know, with the double S Turning into 5-5 five, five. Good marketing ploy um, Various Different versions of that Ben G says Rangers scintillating Gregor Thompson says Outstanding uh, Charlie P's gone for Besmirched Question mark <laughs> <laughs> right, Okay yeah. um, Where was the one I like this one from Was there no singer's name Involved in one of them Well yeah That was what I was going to say I had one there from Evan Who's just gone for Barry Mm-hmm. Ah, Evan, we get the picture. Is that a wee bit of rhyming slang. It is, indeed. and what team does Evan support? Celtic. I think you're probably 
Right, yes. And uh, Paul says again, cataclysmic. Celtic. Okay, right. And are these all fair? Are these over the top? No, no, none over the top so far. Right, here I'll, I'll ask you, you need to think outside the box here because down the divisions, uh-huh. Brian's gone for failure. Falkirk? Oh, how quick was that? Hey. Well, yeah. I think Summed it was up. Very, yeah, very much so. Right, okay. Let's see what you can come up with in the phones. The, the more creative, the better. Let's speak to Andy in Finiston. One word to describe your team season, Andy. Well, I, I, how are you doing, guys? All right. I was thinking, you know, the film Jurassic Park was a blockbuster, so I was going to go for Jurassic. Ah, oh, oh, right. I see. Right. I see what you've done. I see what you've done. Hugh Evans with Andy get a job as a, he- a headline writer at he's, your newspaper. He's halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> right, what in particular uh, was blockbuster about it, Andy? Oh, it was a blockbuster film, wasn't it? You know, I mean, that's and just thinking how we've been been this season. You know what I mean? We've just, uh, we just. Maybe we've beaten us, you know what I mean? We just we've only gone to accept defeat in some of the games we're struggling a wee bit. But we always seem to come back. We just the players, the whole the whole squad wasn't going to accept defeat. So I totally over the moon. Been a long wait. Is that what but I know it, there's I, obviously it, a lot to like, Andy. Like you can't you can't win the league and not lose a game without having various things in place. But just listening to what you were saying there, is that is that what impressed you the most? That the mentality? You know, it's a cliche we hear a lot about maybe games that would have been lost in previous seasons and stuff like that. Was that is that something that stood out? Oh, definitely. And I think, as, as I say, the squad, you know, the players are, you know, everybody's been saying it, not just me, but, you know, the squad, the boys have been coming in, you know, you cover up. You know, they, they just look, hi, they don't look at a place, you know what I mean? They just look, hi, we can do this job, no, but even a Rebo playing yesterday at left back, you know what I mean? So, aye, it's just been a total squad, uh, you know, uh, effort. Yeah, sorry, I, I. I mean, I think that's like I said, Hugh. You don't, you you don't do that. You don't win a league and not lose a game without having all your your pieces in place. Really, you, you can't yeah. you can't fluke that type of league success. No, best goalkeeper in the league, um, back four that conceded uh, a record low number of goals. Um, people in the middle of the park like Stephen Davis uh, and uh, Aribo and uh, Glenn Kamara. I mean, outstanding. Um, a fullback who scored more goals than anyone in a season like that. A fullback who scored more goals than anyone. Uh, and then Morelos uh, up front, Kent, um, Roof chipping in late on. So, as I say, it must make Andy all the more depressed that they had all that going for them. And it ends up being discussed at parliamentary level. Uh, Alex, that mentality that Andy spoke about, that sort of refusal to be beat or win when you're not yeah. at your best, is that something that underpinned Rangers' season? Yeah, I think the mentality was totally different. They were not going to settle for second best this season and they went about it systematically, took away the opposition, Gordon, uh, won some big games, they won some ugly games as well, which was difficult uh, at times over the last previous couple of years. And I think they finished the whole campaign, Gordon, in a 79% win rate, which is extremely high over the course of, of that. And to, to do it in, invincible, the goals, the, the the foundation at the back, 13 conceded, which is a record, 26 clean sheets, Gordon. So that's why that's one of the reasons why I said earlier on about taking the shine off of things, because it's, we should have been talking and lauding over Rangers and what they've achieved. The other teams like Samirin, you know, doing very well, a couple of semi-finals, St Johnston, and, and all the football aspects and... Uh, Unfortunately we're not doing that Yeah we'll do a bit of both Let's yeah. hear from Stephen Gerrard 
I've got a lot of experience in terms of you know being a professional since I was 17 years of age and sometimes these moments pass you by when you're younger um, and I won't let another moment like this ever pass me by. You, you, what you have to sacrifice and give for moments like this, um, you know, family-wise, on a daily basis, getting up really early, working late at night, sleeping through the night with stuff on your mind. I wanted to enjoy this moment because it's been a long time since I've smelt that success and the champagne. I absolutely stink right now, but it feels good. <laughs> it feels really good, and um, I want more of it. You know, I'm, I'm as hungry as as anyone. It's in my DNA to to, to go on and, and try and fight for more, and. Um, that's what I'll try and instill in my players and that's what I've tried to do since day one is get their mentality in the right place to win and um, I believe I can help them do that. Thank you to Andy. Let's bring in Stevie, who's a Celtic fan. I'm nervous, Stevie. I'm going to ask for your one word to sum up the season. Don't get us kicked off here. I'll give you the preview for this. The fact that they never won the league, you know the figure concerned and to describe the position of those in charge, the word is untenable. Well, the, the the untenable aren't so untenable because Neil Lennon took the hit midway through the season and he left. Peter Lawwell, uh, I don't think would have announced it, his retirement had Celtic won 10 in a row. Uh, he said he was planning on it, but I, I take it that's your own feeling on the matter. Yeah, uh, so the, 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 they have taken the hit in various places. The players, that's what I'm saying. The positions them, became un, the positions became untenable because they refused. They they, they they make an effort to win the ten. So for me, it's a perfect club. Well, yeah. I think it, yeah, you're right. I mean, the, the Celtic got complacent. Yeah. Um, they took their eye off the ball. Players, I, I think, over a three year period, from the time of winning seven in a row before Stephen Gerrard came into Ibrox, Celtic had. The world at their feet And uh, they took their eye off the ball Players were brought in who shouldn't have been brought in uh, Others uh, should have been brought in But there was a failure to get them Across the line uh, We know who to blame for that Hugh Yeah, yeah we I, do Yeah, I think there was a real um, Kind of fear amongst the Celtic supporters a year ago That they said, don't fall asleep at the wheel You've seen the banners and things And when you look at what's transpired this season Gordon uh, I think the fact that Neil Lennon went on the the amount of time that he did, I thought that I said at the mm. time I felt as if because of the run it was on, I didn't couldn't see it turning round, and I thought they would have made the decision then. The fact that they've not got a manager in and we're into an almost twelve weeks down the line, and the hierarchy still don't have that structure in place. Uh, and as I said, I think it's just just I think it's five weeks today that they go back to pre season Celtic. Stevie, see when we were going night to night, week to week, and you're you're caught up in it all, and you're going between recruitment and Neil Lennon and Peter Lawwell and the players, and it was all kicking off with a bit of time to reflect. Would getting rid of Neil Lennon earlier have made any difference, or are the other problems too big as well? I called Hugh in January, and uh, Hugh was saying that there was no need to bring in players in January there was no point and all this the league was finished and all that and I disagreed with you I normally agree with you um, but I disagreed with you and I said no listen forget the review you know the situation is we've been humiliated in Europe no embarrassed humiliated several times we're at the cup Scottish cup and we're nowhere in the league what is the point Neil Lennon Hodden obviously not going to get another job anywhere else is good but what is the point just get somebody in see the players that don't want to be there let them go. This guy's not going to turn it around. Write it off. 
we'll be talking about four games in the Scottish Cup, you know, just write it off and start again and get the manager in. In my opinion, the manager should have come in in January and been able to build a squad and get all that stuff that Alex Ray's talking about and make a start on that. But they've missed the ball, asleep at the wheel, eye off the ball, whatever. And all Celtic fans are looking for now is some green shoots of recovery, no pun intended, some signs of life. And we're looking very amateur. We're not looking very professional here at all. We look as if we've not got a clue what we're doing. And that's the most frustrating thing for Celtic fans. And they'll have the cheek to ask us for 600 quid next week or the week after for season tickets. It's, it looks very amateur to well, me, the whole be, thing. Yeah, we're being very reflective and that's the way we should be at the end of the season when you analyse and assess, Stevie. I think you're generous. Uh, I think the manager, manager should have gone in October when uh, Sparta Prague scored four times at Celtic Park and there was still two-thirds of the league season to go. Two-thirds. The decision should have been taken then, but they let Neil Lennon go on. Things went from bad to worse. Uh, and when they lost on January the 2nd at Ibrox, albeit that they were the better team, but they lost. It was described as a must-win game and they didn't win it. The league was finished on the 2nd of January for me, but the manager, the change, should have mm. been made in October. Stevie started with untenable. I, th- I noticed amateur coming up quite a lot towards the end and... Yeah, he speaks on behalf of a lot of Celtic fans who have taken up the challenge. Lorraine says one word for my team: guff, a good old-fashioned <laughs> yes. Scottish expression. Yeah. Doska, something similar, shambolic. David says if I used the word I wanted to use, you'd have to censor it. But the PG way to say it would be gutless. Gordon, you know mm. we've got Stevie on the line there, and, and I agree with you. I think at that particular time, around about October, November, I think the the run at Celtic Ronnie could quite easily have made that change. Now they've stuck by the man, which is fine because they've made that decision. Hindsight, we we know it's, they've stuck with him too long, but it's the here and now. I think Celtic fans will be worried about because the lack of movement. The, the the January review never actually came that was promised because you know it just didn't appear, and now we're we're, we're, we're almost twelve weeks down the line. There's no director of football in the building. Uh-huh. Peter Lowell's away. We've not even heard too much of Dominic Mackay. Uh, uh, I don't think front. we really can, though, no, until and, he and officially that, takes just, over. Just on that one point. But what I'm saying is there's not a great deal. So Stevie's right. He's going to have to shell out a lot of money next week. They're going to have to back the club. Blind is blind faith. Right, one word to describe your team's season. I don't care what team it is. I want to hear your creativity. What One word to describe your team's season. Uh, Rangers fans And what about the, the, the league win the, the awards The stats Towards the end Celtic fans What comes next here I know lots of you Still want to have your say On George Square And the fallout as well So keep them coming And we'll speak to you next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's League leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 We are doing a couple of things We are trying Would be the, the key word yes. To pick our way through the fallout From George Square And everything that's happened In the last couple of days Because there's quite a lot going on We're also asking you To review the season If it helps you Narrow your focus in We're asking for Your one word Which would best describe Your team's season Let's go for another quick round Right I say the word You guess the uh-huh. team Mediocre um, Mediocre uh, Aberdeen Hearts No no you're going to no. uh, Premiership team or Mo- Motherwell Dundee United Dundee United yes Mediocre right okay It wasn't, it wasn't 
Callum was it? Well on, on, on a similar theme though You've just said one of Andrew Mason's gone Underachieved Yes that would be uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen No Hearts No oh, What did I say? Aberdeen Motherwell there you go You all had them We just read out your predictions yesterday You all had them To finish third or fourth Or yes, maybe fifth uh, at worst Finished eighth Underachieved Says Andrew I think I said Did, that, did I say yesterday Fifth or sixth anyway. sure. um, There's a lot coming out here I must admit And I'm liking hearing from the fans Down in divisions Chris says that Clyde were exhausting Logie <laughs> Bear says that East Fife are bottlers Curious Creatures says that Partick Thistle were poetic He would say that He's our resident poet And um John Marshall just says Bottle merchants And he's just like Scrunched it all up together For Falkirk So mm. There we go And there are a few people on there Who are really struggling with The, the concept of one word But that's <laughs> fine I, I don't mind that too much We're not strict Let's bring in George In Bathgate Hi George How you doing boys alright? Not bad at all What's uh, on your mind? It's easy to come on here tonight And I can what's happened In that the weekend there um, And I'm not even got to go on about it Because I, th- I think um, The most important thing is What, what Rangers have done this season Gordon uh, you asked for a word I said, I said phenomenal Because at the start of the season People said to me About cups and European runs And things like that I wasn't interested in anything Gordon I came on here at the start of the season I said that to you I wasn't interested I just wanted to win uh, Our 55th league title I just wanted to get the trophy Back at Ibrox this season Gordon uh, And how we've done it Has been phenomenal And the way we played yesterday Against um, Aberdeen The last game of the season It'd be easier for the boys To put the tools away Gordon And um, and just go for a hold of it But now they've done it And I think we've been absolutely Tremendous this season, Gordon. I mean, I think we need to realise how good Rangers Ranger really have been uh, this season. Man, today with how, how bad the lot have been is how good we really have. I think we've played some excellent football, Gordon. Uh, our big problem is holding on to these guys because there, there is a big market going to be looking at our players yeah. now because they've been that good. Yeah, phenomenal, uh, tremendous. Some of the words George used to you. It, it would be the superlatives, wouldn't it? Because since we're in a reflective mood, uh-huh. I, I'd love to have. Seen the look on your face If on that night When Hamilton Ackies Beat Rangers at Ibrox uh-huh. If I had Not only suggested to you That the Rangers <laughs> would win the league But they wouldn't lose A single match Interested to see How you would have reacted to that. And I also wonder if Because recently When Celtic Went unbeaten Across the treble Has that Has that normalised it A little bit Because you've been in the game A long time You don't You don't win a 38 game season Undefeated very often But no. because we saw it A couple of years ago we, Maybe maybe it's been A little bit normalised I'm, go, I'm going to use the word surreal uh, Since we're in the, the One word market Surreal That Celtic could have won 12 trophies in a row Four uh, Trebles In a row uh, Never been done before And uh, Quite surreal Even more surreal Is that you go from that To nothing not a scrap left in the, the trophy cabinet uh, Now that is not to detract from what Rangers did Because Rangers looked after Rangers Celtic didn't look after Celtic And Rangers uh, Efficient, highly efficient Turbocharged from back to front Some good words getting used tonight I must admit uh, uh, So the, the league went to the right place uh, unfortunately for George It's not as easy as that To say we'll just forget The other business Not when Rangers are talking about Besmirching the good name of the club So Turbocharged And badly let down by their fans Some of them Yeah I've been in the game a long time as well Gordon And, and to see it uh, Twice In the last couple of years Is beyond belief I, I actually played against Arsenal The Invincibles back then And they were formidable uh, So you don't see that often Gordon Because it's such a difficult thing to do And uh I'll, I'll go out on a limb and say you probably will see it again. It's, you know, it's such a hard thing to do. We said that a couple of years ago, didn't I know, we? I know, I know, strange, but I'm going out on a limb. 
good on you Right 01419511025 I've been out there It doesn't uh, work Let's squeeze in some more <laughs> Sharon is In Coat Bridge this evening Hi Sharon Hiya How's it going? Yeah not bad Not bad Good Have you got one word To describe your team season? Let, let's do one on the phone You say the word Hugh can try and guess the team Okay, um, so my word is tragic. I think you're going to oh, get that one. You're, well, you're going to get it, aren't you? Yeah, it's it's uh, Celtic. <laughs> is he right by any chance? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right, what was mm-hmm. tragic That's about it? So they had one thing to do, um, which was win the league, obviously, to get the 10 in a row, and they failed to do that. So, again, absolutely gutted as a, a Celtic supporter for my, my son, who absolutely loves Celtic. He's actually at football at the minute. Um, you know, and for, like the lead up to that, all we spoke about was ten in a row, ten in a row, and um, you know, just looked up to all the Celtic players and and let them down. Mm. To be honest. Um, At what point did you realise that it, that it was off, Sharon? Because we had various stages of it throughout the show. You know, we had some fans who kept you know kept the faith for quite a while and still thought it could be turned around. Was there a a moment or a point that sticks out as to when you knew that it was done? Um, I think before Christmas for us, we were a bit like, no, that's it, it's gone. Um, we just knew then, obviously, the Rangers had better that, you know, that often, every time we played them, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, no, we knew. But um, to be honest, like I said, it's um, totally tragic that, and especially seeing the scenes, I think, for me in Glasgow and George Square, you know, Celtic fans, I'm not comparing a comparison, but obviously, we've travelled all over. The world and there's eighty thousand fans in Seville and not one bit of trouble. Um, you know, and it's really, really um disappointing to see Glasgow the way it was over the weekend. Some of the videos I saw were horrendous. Yeah, but that, there's no denying that, mm-hmm. Sharon. Uh Rangers, the government, the police will all uh investigate what has taken place and uh, at some point there'll be um points that we can discuss with regard to how they think it occurred, why it occurred. And uh, what they propose to do about it not happening again, um, with regard to to your team, um, I wouldn't know where to start. Where your regret begins, because bad players were brought in, uh, and some of those bad players will now have to be got rid of if Celtic can. But Sharon, you know, I don't know if you're a season ticket holder with your son, but uh, any minute now you're going to be asked to renew. And you'll ask several questions. Who's a manager? Don't know. Who is uh, head of recruitment? Don't know. Who's being sold? Don't know. Who is being brought in? Don't know. Cash or card, Sharon? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I can't disagree. I think, as I said earlier on in the show, Gordon, it was embarrassing some of the scenes at at the weekend. And and Sharon goes back. I think most people affiliated with Celtic had kind of lost... Uh, faith round about the Christmas period yeah, I think the two wins in 12 uh, they'd been knocked out of Europe really with, with uh, Sparta Prague as well so it was a difficult period the board doubled down they wanted to try and do the January review they were hoping to try and get a result they threw everything at it in January 2nd it didn't work then but they stayed with Neil until the middle of February and by that time the league was well and tr- truly gone so I understand Sharon's disappointment uh, Thank you Sharon for taking the time it's 01419511025 on the phones you can tweet as well at Clyde SS B Here's a good one for you David H Has gone dire mm. Need you to think about this Right David's David's clever That's a lo- That's loaded that one Right dire straits No um. <laughs> What if I told you It wasn't 
the the, the, the no. What if it wasn't the spelling of Dyer that you're thinking? Alex Dyer, Kilmarnock. See D Y E R says ah. David Dyer. Um, Daniel on the Kelly front says mistakes. Here's one. Mark Rocks has gone for eventuality. Oh. Um. Aki's. Oh, I, I can't believe he beat you to that, Hugh Keevans I'm trying to work out the connection here, eventuality It was inevitable, eventually going down hmm. Well, in that case, it's eventually, it's not eventuality Oh, for goodness sake, oh, honestly I've got Maybe one that's for why you. I got it right I've got one for you <laughs> Pedantic, who's that? Anyway, Pedantic keep, Papa of Bears then Keep them L- coming L- in here. I've got, <laughs> don't get him started on that Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. I can see some of you trying to get through to discuss George Square and the fallout, so we'll do more of that in the second hour. 01419511025 right now, though, for Beat the Pundit. We're into the final week of Beat the Pundit. What a good chance to come on and show us what you've got, potentially walking away with that signed ball. You do need to call before 7 o'clock though, so please be quick. Your chance to beat the pundit is next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here. 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. If you're just joining us, we kicked off the show looking at some of the fallout from Rangers title celebrations in George Square. Rangers um, saying that their some of their fans behaved inappropriately. So-called fans should reflect um, damaging the reputation of the club. The SFA say it's an abomination, not a celebration. There's now the story about the police assessing a video allegedly involving Rangers players using sectarian language during their title celebrations. Rangers reject that strongly. And um, yeah, it's all going on So if you've got any thoughts on that 01419511025 We're also having a bit of fun Asking you for one word Which best describes your team's season We're going to try and look back It's been a long well, In fact, I was going to say long It hasn't felt long It's gone in the blink of an eye But it's, the season is now over We're going to try and reflect on some of the key points So keep your calls coming in And we will do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time, and Black Arthur is in with the final table. It's well, it's the final week of the season. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to keep this running to the end of 2021 because it was a kind of calendar year thing. Yes. But in the, the final week, Andy Halliday and Alex Ray are joint top on 88.9 win percentage. Mm. Let him play. Now, I'm serious, let him play I'm happy well, to be joined mm, But Andy Halliday's not in on Wednesday You've Ooh. got the chance This could be it, this could be your chance Or do, you do, could do you know it. the thing is I've, I've never looked on at the coin uh, I've never looked at it <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's bring in John and Tocross Who's going to play tonight, hi John How we doing? How's it going, you alright? Uh, not bad One word to sum up your team's season And then we'll make these two guess the team Ah, too easy. Too easy. Too easy. Right. Okay. (laughs) Let's see. Hopefully, he doesn't get the answers that quickly on beat the pundit. John Heads, you take on Hugh Tails. It is Alex Ray, and it is Heads. It's Hugh Evans up against John from Toll Cross. Hugh, you've got the chance to. No, do you know what? See for one word to describe your season and beat the pundit. Average. Mediocrity. You're bang smack mid table. I don't think you can go up. 
DL could maybe catch you Depending th- on what he does this I week I think a good pre-season Could get you right <laughs> out of the, the mix next year Play, The playoff Listen. places Mid-table will do me Yeah Played 21-14 still bad. in the division. It's no bad uh, Right I will Give you something else To listen to At the moment though And uh, John Pretty simple From your end 30 seconds Answer as many questions Right as you can And if you do not know it You just pass quickly And we move on To the next one Is that alright? Yep Good man 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts Now David Bates Moved from Rangers To a team in which country? America Which side finished 10th In the Scottish Premiership This season? Hamilton Name either of the Scottish Premiership's Second top scorers Who tied on 14 Pass Callum Hendry was on loan At Aberdeen from which club? Pass Which goalkeeper scored a header In the English Premier League yesterday? Allison Name either Greek player Who's played in the Scottish top flight This season Samaras Or this season Dived in Yellow card John Studs (laughs) up Uh, Let's bring back Hugh Keevans Hugh can you hear us? I'll give you one word And you tell me who I was listening to Galileo Queen Hey There we go There you go (laughs) Right even I can do that one Are you ready? 30 seconds on the clock Hugh Your time starts Mm. Now David Bates moved from Rangers To a team in which country? Germany Which side finished 10th In the Scottish Premiership? Ross County Name either of the Scottish top flight's Second top scorers Who tied on 14 Pass Callum Hendry was on loan at Aberdeen From which club? Uh, St Johnson Which goalkeeper scored a header In the English Premier League yesterday? Alisson Name either Greek player Who's played in the Scottish top flight this season Barkas And Hibs today announced A player development partnership With which English top flight club? Brighton and Hove Albion John, one word to describe Your beat the pundit performance What was that? He me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go through them and find out First one David Bates moved from Rangers to Hamburg Which is of course in Germany 1-0 to Hugh Keevans 10th in the Premiership was Ross County Hamilton were 12th John So it goes 2-0 Hugh Keevans Name either of the top flight's Second top scorers Who tied on 14 So Tav. Odson Edward was the top scorer in the league Tav No Oh you're kidding me No Kimar Roof Or Kevin Nisbet all right, okay. And for talking just league goals yeah. Okay. So there we go Still 2-0 Hugh Callum Hendry was on loan at Aberdeen From which club St Johnson 3-0 Hugh I was pleased for you John Because I'm not like These guys are They're mean spirited in here I don't like to see the listeners get zero So I'm always delighted when you get one On the board And you knew that Alisson scored a header In the English Premier League yesterday Channeling his inner Xander Clark mm. It was a fine header as well oh, wasn't it uh, so one on the board for John But Kevin's is like a steam train here John And you know what you did wrong here Either Greek who's played in the top flight this season You said Samaras and you knew straight away that it was wrong Barkas or Marius Onkpo from Hamilton um, And Hibs today announced a player development partnership with Brighton Hugh was always going to get that The grandkids live down there One, two, three, four, five, six for Hugh And I'm afraid it was a one John Well dealt with Absolutely <laughs> Good man Thanks for trying That was John In Tolkrot Look at the celebration He's he loving it, it. He, he is, is loving it <laughs> So there we go That's going to Strengthen your That's going to strengthen Your mid-table finish Ooh, By the looks good. of it He loves a victory On a Monday night Don't you <laughs> Listen I spend the whole week Being ridiculed Thereafter So Absolutely uh, Right 01419511025 On the phones It's at Clyde SSB On Twitter So get in touch Whatever's on your mind Is it George Square Is it the fallout from 
the weekend That's clearly very lively on Twitter Maybe you just want to talk football And you want to do the one word that sums up your season Or you want to look back on the high points, the low points Such is the nature of what went on over the weekend It's ten past seven We've not mentioned that the the biggest award The PFA Scotland yes. Player of the Year Was dished out last night and It's, it's slipped by unnoticed to oh. you Now part of that maybe Covid times There was no big ceremony and, and all the rest of it But James Tavernier Voted for by his fellow pros As Scotland's Player of the Year It would have been bizarre If he ended up with nothing uh, As the captain of a team that won um, The league without losing a game And also While being the top goal scorer in that team So it would have been bizarre uh, So it's a The wealth has been spread around and again, it just sums up Celtic season. I mean, the, the PFA Team of the Year uh, only uh, covers Celtic and Rangers players, not a player from another club. But, you know, people always say the highest accolade a player can get is from another player. So it's the players who have voted an all-Celtic Rangers Premier League Team of the Year. Yeah, that's the one you want to win yeah, the absolutely. most, Alex, isn't it? Gordon, see if you're getting any accolade at the end of the season as an individual award. It's always a, a lovely achievement, and uh, I think we were touch. I think we were touching on it yesterday because we'd obviously seen a couple the previous day with uh, Alan McGregor and Davis receiving it. But see, I, I, we, were, we were talking about the stats. I think it was Daz yesterday who says he'd be absolutely flabbergasted if he won nothing. Nineteen goals and sixteen assists for a mm. fullback you, mm. and he's also part of a defence that's actually broke a record as well. It's very well deserved. I'm delighted for him because he's had a lot of stick throughout the the, the course of his time in Scotland. And Stephen Gerrard singled him out for praise over the weekend as well. I think some of the numbers we we as a group, but especially the players, have posted this season have been really impressive. But when it does settles and we come back to reset to go again, they're, they're probably going to go against us because it adds more pressure. The expectation goes up naturally at a club like this uh, because we've done it in style, we've done it very early. But even when you do it and it's done, you still wait for this special day to, to be parked up next to this, this trophy which is special to all of us and we've worked ever so hard for it. The players deserve all the credit and the plaudits for it, they just need the guiding and um, that's what we've done as a staff. We've given them a, a way of playing, an environment and a culture to grow and express themselves. Um, and this fella next to me has been through more than most So I'm ever so proud of him personally And, and the rest of his teammates Because they've given me absolutely everything and more And the young player of the year went to Celtic's David Turnbull Hugh, would you have gone along with that? Yeah, without doubt um, The only bright spot in Celtic season, I would argue The one, the only bright spot David Turnbull, congratulations I mean that was a, a close run thing Alex yep. as well And I, I don't mean that in terms I don't know what the voting looked like But Josh Doig won the, the Football Writers yes. one Which David Turnbull has previously won And um, it was now his turn to win the, the Players one What do you think it was about him that made his fellow pros acknowledge him? I think a combination of a lot of things Gordon I think he has been the bright spark in a, a mediocre poor Celtic team this season He manages to score goals He, he manages to probe He's got a lot of qualities and I think he can really kick on to be a real top, top player. And, and this mm. just things like this just give you more confidence. He'll go back into that Celtic dressing room at the start of the season thinking, I'm going to be the main man and I'm going to really kick on. So congratulations to David also. And it was him, Odson Edward and Christopher Ayer, the only three Celtic players who made it into the PFA team of the year, the eight Rangers players, the sort of predictable ones, if you yeah. like. Yeah, All the course. other ones that have been mentioned. Um, 
Does that have the makings of a pretty formidable team if they ever join forces? Very much so, and uh, it'll be interesting, Gordon, because I think potentially there could be a few on, on the move, but there's no surprises there. It, I'm, I think if for a Celtic perspective, I know his, his numbers are not bad, but I think over the piece, I think he'll be disappointed with the season that he's pitched in uh, this year because in terms of quality, he really is one that can kick on. Uh, okay, let's bring in Kevin, who's calling from London tonight. What's on your mind, Kevin? Yeah, I'd just like to know the panel's views on the statement that Rangers uh, produced today saying that a small minority was involved uh, in the carnage on Saturday. A small minority, yet there was thousands involved. So if that's a small minority, my lives are really up the wall. Well, arithmetically, to be absolutely correct... Hold on, Kevin, 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 let let, let me finish, Kevin. I I do have a point to make. Arithmetically, it could be described as a minority, but the numbers involved were such that you cannot hide behind it was only a minority. There were literally thousands of people and the club have said they're so-called fans, that's up to them, and the club have said they besmirched the club's name, but... There were an awful lot of people, far more, far, far more than is tolerable. Do you not think? Do you not think the club had an opportunity to stop all of that last week? In the press conference, Stephen Gerrard was asked about what was going to happen, and he was shut down by the PR representative of Rangers not to answer it. They could have come out and said, "Don't congregate on George's Square." The dogs in the street knew it was going to happen. Again, at the same time, uh, yes, they maybe could have done more. I would have made Stephen Gerrard front and centre. I would have put Stephen Gerrard on Rangers TV. I think that there were statements and stuff. What, yeah. can, can you do more? But, that... but my feeling, if if they had threatened the fans with lifetime bans, I still think mm. they would have congregated. Uh, because one of the earlier callers... Uh, a Rangers fan who was there to witness it all said that uh, there was an awful lot of drinking going on outside Ibrook and by the time they got to George Square uh, we're all grown up boys we know what a day on the ale can end in Yeah listen absolutely and uh, listen it was very difficult to put a number on how many people were actually misbehaving in that square Gordon Uh, obviously it doesn't really matter for me it's about the actual stuff that we did see uh, I can't speak highly, uh, highly uh, condemn it enough. It was, it was embarrassing. It's actually the fact that we're speaking so much about this tonight, and I think it was our first caller, James, says, "Oh, it takes the shine." If, if that doesn't take the shine off of such a brilliant season, when people should have been celebrating mm. and be delighted to have stopped ten in a row, got fifty-five, and all the things that would have been positive, then I don't know what is. And uh, so, listen. Rangers could possibly have done a little bit more, you know, and maybe try and say more. But see when people take a, a decision, Gordon, uh, to to start drinking early in the morning and then they're drinking throughout the course of the day, if they can't handle it and they're going to behave in that manner, the suggestion would be is stop drinking, for starters. Behave like an adult and take responsibility. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if there was bans administered to certain people because of that particular behaviour. Mm, let's bring in Darren also on this topic. Darren's in Giffnook. Take it away, Darren. Uh, hi, Fanner. Hello. Um, I just, I first would like to commend Alec Ray for his stance on the carnage of Saturday night, on the basis he's probably the only one. So 
from what you would say the Rangers fraction who has been outspoken as he has been. So uh, I was actually a paramedic who was serving on Saturday evening. Um, the first time I've ever been involved in anything of that scale. Um, I had a, a basically a new start with me of four months in the job. Um, she was actually due to be back out again on Sunday. Um, and basically how traumatised she was, she basically couldn't commit to the shift. So um, this, like this, I think oh, this water victory of um, it only being a small minority, it, just, it has to stop. And it, we've seen it far too often, even as a Thistle fan myself. It's, we, can, we can draw a reflection on other clubs in Scotland, but never has there ever been anything like this witnessed in any city in Scotland that we witnessed on Saturday night. I mean, it's, it throws the echoes back to Manchester. And what did we learn from that experience? Because here we are, all these years later, and it's the exact same script for dealing with. And the, the, my, the small minority excuse is just an absolute disgrace. I mean, the level of arithmetic, we were basically spat on. The sectarian language we endured, and this was from the moment the Rangers fans arrived in George Square, right through to half past one in the morning, even to the degree that our, the colour of our uniform was getting brought up, using the F word to describe in a religious connotation what we were. I mean, th- these are the these are the types of knuckle draggers they're having to deal with, and to, to be to be treated like that in the middle of a global pandemic when we are frontline workers, and to to have to stand and endure that level of abuse, and witness the police have bottles thrown at them for at least four hours solid. Is this is this no words you can use for it? Oh, I mean, yeah. it wouldn't be of any comfort to you, Darren. But you've you've called this show. I'm sorry that you had to, to go through that, and it, it's not not very nice to listen to. So goodness knows what it must have been like to experience. Um, the offensive nature of this is that it did occur during a pandemic, which has claimed over ten thousand Scottish lives. Uh, that there was a total and utter disregard for the advice given by the medical experts, given by the government. Uh, the, the police are there to protect people who are not Ranger supporters and are in the vicinity, but the medical people, governmental and uh, people like Darren who are there on the front line, it is offensive to them and to the rest of the country that this utter disregard was shown for the health of people who were in that vicinity to endanger health at a time when the pandemic uh, in terms of the city of Glasgow uh, has taken on another dimension where the move to come out of lockdown was paused for a week in Glasgow and we're still awaiting an update the medical implications of what took place are very disturbing and simply to say I don't care I'll do what I like is an uncivilised response uh, There's another uh, slant on things as well You're getting a first hand experience Gordon And again it's a really poor experience To, to have to go through mm. uh, Darren's come on the line there As a paramedic Going about his, his job To try and kind of assist people in, in time of need And his colleague who's just new to the job And we hope that she kind of recovers very quickly from this Because Hopefully this doesn't put her off that profession That she's chosen to go down You know what I mean And she's having That, that experience is actually kind of 
led to her mm. not turning up for work So listen, we wish her very well And hopefully she's back helping people in the front line All the best Darren, keep up the good work That was Darren in Gifnock I've got a teaser for you And I want to hear from more of your calls next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 to join in At Clyde SSB on Twitter If you've got thoughts on the fallout from the weekend You can keep them coming in If you'd rather talk about football We will welcome you also with open arms um, One word to describe your team's season That's been an interesting way to kick things off for us tonight um, you, can add, you can add more than one word by the way But let's just see what you, see what you come up with I do have a full time teaser for you I think it's quite straightforward So thank you to Jerry in Erskine He says As it's cup final week This might surprise you There are 10 players currently With St Johnston Or Hibs Who have played for Scotland Can you name them? Now I don't want you looking at squad lists Or anything like that Because that's too easy Off the top of your head 10 players currently with St Johnston Or Hibs Who have played for Scotland Stevie May Both correct Well done uh, Louis Stevenson Did he get a kip? Yes Yes uh, I'm looking at St Johnson Would probably be Bryson Yes Okay we'll leave it there Because you've already got Four of Lovely. the ten Let's see what you can Come up with at home Ten players currently With St Johnston Or Hibs Who have played For Scotland uh, We are asking you On Twitter And on the phones as well But on Twitter for the one word which best sums up your season And by the way Not everyone's managed to, to keep it clean But we've, we've uh, Are you surprised? No, to be fair, a lot of people have Or they've just yeah. attached um, little gifts Little pictures of different things You, okay. know, you see where I'm going with yes, that? Yes, have a look um, later Emojis and, and so on um, Here's one I'm not going to read out the, the, the Twitter handle Because you'll get it But the word is Unexpected and I'll give you some of the thought process behind it Beat Celtic at home Put Rangers out the cup Samira. Samira, There we go Highest league finish in 45 years And so on And so forth Unexpected says From Paisley The one and only has called Rangers season immense Unexpected Lots That's more for one, isn't it? Do you listen to Tony Fitz? That is um, Milo or Milo Forgive me if I've got it wrong Complacent Celtic yeah, I thought you might Get that one um, What else have we got Robbie's a St Mirren fan Who's gone for history That would be the a nod To some of the The achievements That they Came up with Jim Johnson has Got quite a list of Angry ones About uh-huh. his team um, I like McGrazy Who's gone Not good enough Celtic <laughs> That's deliberate Don't Don't be too harsh on him That's definitely um, Robert's a Rangers fan Who says it's been Hilarious Okay fair enough and last one Dereliction Celtic See it's too easy for you I'm going to try and catch you out again I'll, I'll, I'll find one I will find one Let's bring in Peter Who is a Celtic fan on the line Hi Peter Hi Gordon One Mine word is Okay Yep Could come up with well Gordon obviously Spineless Gutless Clueless Don't Name hold back tell, tell us what you really think <laughs> No it's, Gordon obviously It's it's hard, it, it's all seasons, right? It, it could have been, and for one reason or another, it's crumbled to the top to the bottom. I know, like, I'm not just hanging out the former manager to dry. 
I was on this phone and Gordon when he got announced as the manager. And I think yourself hosted that kind of mind. It was Mark Greedy. And I think it was Jim Duffy was on. Yep. And I said then, it was a wrong decision to appoint him. I'm not going to go over all ground with it. Uh, Hugh was saying there, obviously, about October. To me, yeah, that should have been the turning point. October, November, when there was still a, a chance that Celtic could have came back. But I've looked at their players, Gordon, this season. There's no pride in their performances. Even when since John Kennedy's played with early. But where's, where's their pride? There's nothing. I mean, I was talking about, I mean, the three players that mentioned, again, the uh, team of the year, fair enough. You're going to, you're, as long as three players, you could say, because you've got your tag goal scorer on Edward. I have probably ended up with a better defender in the long run, and obviously Boy Tumble as a stick on. But what baffles me, Gordon, and I get, I get the way it's all hanging me, fell apart. But I say, even the time when we were signing, signing Duffy. I don't think it was a bad signing. And at the time when we kept all the big hitters, what I've just mentioned, Ayer, mm-hmm. Edward, guys like that, and the signings we brought in, Tombo, Ayeti, Barkas, a Greek international, Duffy, Laxal, and we brought uh, Moyle and Issey back. I was better than if any Celtic supporter come in and tell me that uh, they weren't happy with that transfer window. Who knows why it's, it fell apart? There's something hasn't went right at the club for... August, September, well, sorry, when the transfer window shut in October last year. I don't know what it kept. It's proven how things are bad. Yeah, I mean, I think, I wonder if that that's that's part of the way that Peter and other Celtic fans are feeling, Hugh. Although, mm-hmm. although you get some who say, you know what, I could, I could see this coming. I feel like we've been on a bit of a decline and, yeah. and we've made mistakes. But, but by and large, the reason this stings so much is to use, if we're wanting one word, Unexpected. There's no way anyone predicted this. The, the, the scale of no. exactly what's gone wrong. I mean, you don't need me to dish out the recent history lesson. But on and off the pitch, there were just so many different days where you were thinking, "What's going on here?" When you invest, as Celtic did in Barkas and the Yeti, uh, total transfer value ten million, probably the same again in wages, uh, and the goalkeeper can't save anything in between his posts and underneath his bar. A Yeti was found out very, very early on and just disappeared from view. Uh, Shane Duffy, real uh, unexpected one because if you're an English Premier League player and you come up here, you think, well, he'll be fine. But for Shane Duffy, it was a disaster. So, And he cost a fortune into the bargain uh, in terms of his wage and the loan fee. The loan signings, John Joe Kenny, absolute failure. Diego Laxalt, absolute failure. So it has been a catastrophic tale of bad signings, uh, dispirited players, internal strife when the, as soon as the manager lost his temper after a European defeat. It went on and on and on. It could and should have been nipped in the bud in October when the results and performances were so desperately bad and an attempt was made to salvage the season but instead of making the attempt to salvage the season Celtic tottered from bad to worse and finished up the length of Sucky Hall Street behind Rangers in the league table Yeah, listen, you're absolutely right Hugh they did, they doubled down and they tried to give him an opportunity into January and from there on and it went wrong and at that point, you know, it was pointless actually trying to get any acquisitions in the in the transfer market but I think if you go back uh, to the start of this season I think most Celtic fans would have been absolutely delighted with 
the actual business that they've done and that just shows you you never know what you're actually going to get yeah, look at the money spent Alec, yeah. but the money was spent on bad players but, but, <laughs> no, but at that particular time because obviously you don't know nothing about Ayeti other than what he did in Austria which was decent he didn't really hack it at the English Premiership was it Switzerland? I was it yeah. Switzerland was it? yep yeah. uh, you have uh, Duffy who is a re- recognised uh, centre half in the Premiership international football and you think oh he, he'll, he ticks all the boxes started really well but one of the things uh, amongst all this you can uh, legislate for is when Rangers are continuously winning Gordon it puts piles on more pressure and some people can't cope with that yep. and that's a factor um, Peter we had a bit of discussion on this yesterday is this the week that you find out what, what's happening or can you see it going on even even longer Gordon Part of me thought they would have done it this week, either the day anyway, possibly, right? They might do it this week. I thought they might have done it. No, it's the limit. It's gone. The Rangers got the trophy on Saturday and all that. And no, I'm not lying into what happened on Saturday night. Uh, but I thought they might have announced it. Because obviously, right now, as it's on, they've not put out the season ticket renewals. So either they're holding off guard and, and it's no name, the name in everybody's lips that thinks going to get the job, and it's somebody for left field. And it's filling a job, or they really don't know who they want to appoint. But it's just it's, to me about this, the breakout that was going to happen for now, like players leaving Edward and all that, that would probably happen this season, whether they go to 10 or no. I don't think it would have made any difference. Yeah. These guys would have, would have moved on. But Gordon seemed for a book, and I say a, a special thank you to two to legends at Celtic Park. Mm-hmm. They, they're, they're both hanging up their mics for a after a, a long journey of service to the club through the committee for the visual impaired, Mr. James Lewis and uh, Mr. Ronald Regan, he was Jack and Victor to get caught at Celtic <laughs> Park. Uh, we're going to be sad when this. Uh, I, I myself just joined the visual impaired part in the last uh, two and a half, three years. So thanks, guys, for everything you do, you've done for us. Uh, as I said, you are going to be missed. And oh, another, wee quick, another wee quick one, Gordon. I, I don't know if the topic is going to come up during the summer or whatever. It's about also about grassroots football. Mm-hmm. My son plays for Charlie Muller's Academy, and I don't know if uh, Charlie and through Frank McAvaney are putting out something like this, uh, in the media, or I don't know if Charlie's going to contact us. Yeah, show yourself, Gordon, it's regarding what kids and uh, amateur level football or yeah. uh, academy level. My son is that uh, they can't play through FIFA's or UEFA's uh, guidance. They can't play, say a Saturday or and a Sunday uh, under twelve. I think it's crazy. To me, these kids should be given nodding encouragement yeah. to play as much football as they can. That's something you're aware of, Alex. Yeah. nodding away. Yeah, listen, just spoke to Charlie the weekend. I was home to maybe try and get five, mm-hmm. ten minutes to explain this on the show, Gordon. And basically, what it is is that he's absolutely right, Peter. Charlie runs academy. There's boys play on the Saturday who are keen to play on the Sunday as well. And because of the 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 guidelines, the Scottish youth. Uh, you know, have said that they can play in the two days, which is, from my opinion, is absolutely ridiculous. So Charlie was wanting to come on and put his point across. I'm sure we'll hear that at some point. Thank you, Peter, on the line. Peter picked a few words to describe his team inept. I think gutless, pathetic. There was various in there. John Kennedy says things do change quickly in football, and he's convinced that Celtic can have a good campaign if they start well. Football changes too quickly, you know, and that's the thing. People people look at it in, in isolation and judge purely on, you know, maybe the points total ever might be but ultimately football can change very quickly you know we could have picked up a number of diff- more points in different games this season didn't fall for us weren't quite on, on our groove um, you know but I've been here long enough I know how football operates you know you go into next season you start positively then it can take you anywhere so 
that's the ultimate goal for the club is to you know stabilise again, get everything in place, and to get in place, get a good squad to go and compete and, and become champions again. I mean, Hugh, we are watching mm. Bournemouth v Brentford in the playoffs in the Championship at the moment. It's uh-huh. Bournemouth one, Brentford nil. If anyone cares, if there is anything to that well talked about theory that. Eddie Howe is waiting on Bournemouth season finishing to see which members of the backroom staff can join uh-huh. or whatever it may be. Like I say, if that's true, uh-huh. underline that word, then still a way to go because Bournemouth are potentially going to win this leg and maybe that means the win overall goes through. The final's not for a couple of weeks. Surely, and I can't believe I'm, I'm saying this because I've been saying it for weeks, <laughs> surely this isn't going to go on for weeks and weeks from here well the only uh, understanding we have is that five weeks after Eddie Howe apparently met Dermot Desmond in London uh, this is what's holding things up the fate of Bournemouth in the playoffs because there are two people at Bournemouth that Eddie Howe wants to bring to Celtic Park apparently Um, it's astonishing that this goes on and on and on and what happens if Bournemouth win the playoff and go up to the English Premier League. Do the two that are wanted in Glasgow then say, I'd rather stay in the English Premier League if it's all the same to you? And then what? So it is confusing. Uh, there's a lack of clarity. Maybe Celtic will say, we can't give clarity for a variety of reasons. However, it is astonishing that in the immediate aftermath of Rangers accepting the trophy, the Celtic fans still have no definitive and we're in one word mode tonight definitive word on whether or not Eddie Howe is becoming the manager see see if that is the stumbling block at the moment for Eddie Howe coming in Hugh I think it's the 30th or the 31st of this month that that actual final game the playoff final if if Bournemouth do get there that would leave three weeks before pre-season where you have that turnover of players and then getting players in to get Mm. up and running it's not impossible Celtic brought in Vim Janssen Pretty much the night before the season started And stopped uh, Rangers winning 10 in a row But There's a, a real big gulf Between Celtic and Rangers at the moment And the clock's ticking uh, On the one word James Bryson's a Motherwell fan He's gone rebuilding It's the same every year yeah. Been used to that Lots of clubs have got a big rebuild Celtic included um, Let's bring in Billy In Milton One word to describe Or sum up your season Billy could have used incredible or superfluous or whatever, but the one word I chose was clamped. Clamped, okay. Clamped. Because a certain part of Glasgow's supporters were screaming about Terry Monroe this and Terry Monroe that, and they had to be shut up. And sure as sugar, Stevie G shut them up, or as they call him, Slippy G. He shut them up, he clamped them. And... I don't condone what happened on Saturday night either, but uh, anywhere you go where there's drink involved, you'll always get fights and arguments. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, this went beyond fights and arguments, though, Billy. Let's be, if we're going to have to be brutally honest about everything, this went beyond fights and arguments. A wee drink and then there was a wee, that it went way, way, way beyond that. I, I did say that, and this is where we stray. I'm not saying we've got any area of expertise But there are societal issues there Hugh It's it's screaming out And maybe as a country we need to do more about that Uh, I don't think that's for me to get on my high horse about But but, but Darren, a frontline NHS worker uh, uh, Explained to us what he and his female colleague endured 
sectarian abuse and so yeah, on. So that's yeah, not that, just that's a visual uh, account of what mm. took place, an eyewitness account, and under no circumstances can it be condoned to use Billy's word, and under no circumstances. Can it simply be dismissed as Well there was a wee drink taken And then There was a wee argument It's bigger than that Billy says clamped just, Was his was his word I have to be honest with you Gordon I, I don't know when the last time I used I used to use it when I was a boy during, uh, You know when you kind of Shut mm. somebody up quite sharply When you were walking about school uh, Playgrounds and mm-hmm. things You're clamped <laughs> So it's been a long time Since I heard that Billy But <laughs> It's a good phrase to Kind of to, to give you an idea Of what's happened in, Across the city But I think the manner what they've done it's been tremendous, uh, Gordon. I really do. It's um, it's been, in, and it's interesting. We had the last caller as well talking about you know how they respond to this and how they get things in place. And uh, for me, I just feel as if Rangers are so well placed in terms of their personnel. They go in as big favourites next year. One word: Rangers exploded. Celtic imploded. Thank you, Billy. Let's see what you two have got on this teaser. We are looking for, according to Jerry. In Erskine And as usual You blame him You don't blame me yes. If you've got a problem with it Can you name the 10 players mm. Currently at Hibs or St Johnston Who have played for Scotland Since it's cup final week It's a good question You've got Paul Hammond Lewis Stevenson Stevie May Craig Bryson Murphy <laughs> The word Jamie was on my lips there. Listen, That's a dual one You say Jamie I'll yeah, say yeah, Murphy yeah. Is he there? Yes yeah, sorry yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Uh, What about the boy Davidson? Oh, Murray, Murray Davidson Yeah. Well done and I've got another one here Just okay. to, uh, left field uh, Scotty Allen No No Scotland caps For wow. Scotty Allen Right okay That's, that's my, my lot <laughs> Okay well I'll give you Some thinking time We'll get the answers next And more of your calls as well Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 They've been putting their brains together To try and come up with the answers on this question tonight 10 players currently with St Johnston or Hibs Who have played for Scotland If you want to send your questions in We would love to have them If you want to hear them on the show Full time at Clyde1.com Okay, you've got Hanlon, Stevenson And Murphy from Hibs You've got May, Bryson and Davidson from St. Johnson. Nesbitt. Yes. Rabsey. <laughs> uh, Portis never, he's under 21, isn't he? He's been called up, but yes, he, no play. caps. Gray. David Gray, skipper, 2016 cup hero. No fun for us. <laughs> no, he's not on the list. Oh, by the way, do you know what's taking me? Th- ten it's taking months, a few weeks to get used to it. Yep. I love it. DL so, would have dived in there. I get him every week. He's yeah. on strings. Anyone else? Shall we get anyone else? When have we got to get? You're only three to go. Uh, what about the goalkeepers? Shall get anybody? Nah, don't waste know? your time. No, don't I waste know. my time on goalkeepers. Right, let's bring in. What are we looking for? Ian in Largs. Hi, Ian. How are you doing, Gordon? All right. Very well. How are you? Fine, thank you. Good Thanks stuff. very much. Yeah, it's just a point about uh, George Square and the fans meeting. Together and uh, too much alcohol, you knew there was going to be trouble. I would have loved to have been up there myself, but I would never get up. My daughter wanted to get up, and I says no way because I knew there was going to be trouble. I knew it. I just knew it. You get people, thousands of people, alcohol going to have trouble. But my point was this: I think Rangers should make a wee gesture towards the Glasgow City Council to clean up 
the area. I know the area's cleaned up, but they should pay towards it because it's going to be taxpayers that's going to have to pay for that. And some of them, unfortunately, are Celtic supporters. I'm quite sure they'll know like that. My second point, quickly, is about Hugh Keevans. Oh. I think Hugh Keevans has had the best season he's ever had. No, a, come on. As a, as a journalist, before I've always kicked, he says that this would be the mother of all seasons. And I'm telling you, this has been the mother of all seasons. It's been fantastic. And I don't want the event for George Square to take off any of the limelight that just went through. I mean, the supporters are fantastic. They're known throughout all of Europe. And that pyro display that the, the Union Bears did the other night was fantastic, only to see what happened in George Square the next night. And I'm not blaming the Union Bears because they wouldn't be involved in that. But Hugh Keevans, new name for him, Hugh Jeremiah Keevans. <laughs> so there you go. That's, Hugh's done well. This oh season. my and I thought, goodness! And he said he would win the, the league by twenty points and more. He was spot on. Hugh, I've been listening to you for forty plus years. Uh, read your articles. I never used to like you. Hugh, I'll be honest with you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, damn the thing. Never, the older you get, you're warming to him. Yeah, I know. But see now, you're spot on, Hugh. The best journalist in Scotland by far. Well done, Hugh. Ian's had a lively weekend. That, that's you've what peaked. I think as well. You've peaked. I think he's still out, actually. He's still <laughs> on the razzle. <laughs> you know, just to make a, a serious observation of what Ian said, and I thank him very much. There's a compliment in there, I'm sure. Uh, but to, a serious point. If everyone in George Square had been absolutely sober, it was still wrong to be there. Because they'd been asked... Uh, you know, it's a it's the main landmark in the city. The city is doing its business. Pubs were trying to sell to customers outside. Uh, it's a Saturday afternoon. People are entitled to be in the city centre, uh, either for recreation or shopping purposes. And in the pandemic. The medical mm. advice was do not congregate oh, in yeah, numbers. For, for, for sure, but I think Ian's obviously talking about the, the scale of the trouble because right, rightly or wrongly, when football teams have won things during the pandemic, fans have still gathered. They've they've turned a, a deaf ear to that advice and uh-huh. they've still gathered. That is not me saying it makes it okay, but it's at least... Um, what, would be the, what would be the right word? Mitigation Nah yeah pro- nah, but even, even that probably is too strong But like I say The, the gatherings And not, not only just football We have seen gatherings take place for, for, for various reasons It's what happened after that That's got everyone Sure going. And, 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 and the, the reaction to it has been Depressing from all sides This should have been a weekend Where we were celebrating football On one hand you've got People Wanting to tar all Rangers fans With the one brush Which is unfair You've got people Not only content to Criticise what actually happened But probably make up stuff That didn't happen Then on the other hand You've got Rangers fans Who want to try and make out As if anyone who's critical of it Is just somehow upset That Rangers won the league Which is totally yeah, disrespectful yeah, yeah. But you know the, the, the reaction to it All round has has been sad And I, we should have been Celebrating But remember A good season coming to an end These Images go worldwide And it does not reflect well On anyone And remember Besmirched is Rangers' word Abomination Is the SFA's word uh, And both are correct uh, Okay I want to squeeze one more in Let's thank Ian I mean How can I thank Ian The man who's come on And praised Hugh Keevans I, I never know, thought I would I would hear the day But thank you sound judgy, it, was, it was nice to speak to you What about Alec and Somerson Hi Alec uh, Hi panel How are you doing tonight Alright Good, Good yeah. thank you What's your point this evening uh, Well I just feel kind of sad really to be honest with you because 
Rangers fans, I myself, the fan, right? My wife's a Rangers fan. Most of my pals are Rangers fans. And uh, what? Why? Why? Why did they have to spoil it like that? Do you know what I mean? What an achievement that they done. Invincible. I mean, that's like that's a great achievement. But I also want to say I've got two two points really. Mm-hmm. The second point is, look, Rangers are like kind of uh, notorious for this, are they not? Like they're bad for like Seville. They're bad for Manchester. They just, I mean, this should be an education. What, what do you mean Rangers are barred from Seville? Well, did they know? Did they know cause trouble over there as well? I, I think it's Barcelona you're thinking of. Yeah, Barcelona as well, aye. And Seville. And, and Manchester. I mean, look, why? Everybody knew this was going to happen. I'm not sure and, they're barred from, from these places. I mean, I, t- I take the point, but. <laughs> I'm not sure we'll ever move past the the, the sort of the, the, the rivalry eating its way into this. You, I wonder if we ever if we ever truly fix our society's problem whilst we're so hell bent on on bringing the, the kind of team allegiance into it. I, I don't know. Maybe well, that's unfair. You know, people have a uh, an inability to focus on. The case in point Now the case in point Is what happened in George Square The rest um, Historical Offences have taken place But Focus on George Square Now Not once but twice Since Rangers won the league Have the fans congregated In George Square And the cost to the city First time around was An estimated £11,000 Probably the same This time around Uh and it's not right. And the scenes of violence and the sectarian singing reflect very badly uh, on those who were indulging in these practices. And that's why Rangers have said, in their estimation, they are so-called fans and have besmirched the name of the club. Obviously, this cannot happen a third time. And it's a practice that must be stopped in its tracks. Every time Rangers win a trophy... You cannot have George Square besieged. The the government can't allow it. The police can't allow it. And Rangers certainly don't want any more besmirching going on. Yeah, learn lessons from it, I guess, would be... I don't think you can say anything good can come out of it, but maybe, maybe, just maybe we can learn. I mean, Alex, the Rangers reference there, everyone, anyone campaign within yeah. their, their statement... I think people who've been going to football matches for a long time would accept that inside the stadium it, it is a very different picture now. Yeah, That's course. not to say it's perfect, by the way, so don't misinterpret, but it's a very different picture now inside a football stadium compared yeah. to what it used to be with this stuff. I wonder if those driving the Everyone Anyone campaign at Rangers have maybe realised that there is there is a lot more work to be done, having seen some of the, the stuff... Gordon, video that the weekend. Gordon, you have to continuously uh, take away at this stuff. Celtic at the boys thing as well. The initiative of years back as well, where they tried to uh, get on top of this behaviour. Rangers have got this uh, more recent one. I think when you talk about societal problems, you are talking about uh, sectarianism. Before these clubs were even formed, it goes back three hundred years. So it's very much deep rooted, and the clubs have to continually chip, chip away at this stuff because. It's going to take that And then obviously education as well uh, Right And The reason I'm really angry Is 
at you Rangers fans Just from a purely selfish and tongue-in-cheek point of view We had a lot more football to talk about That I wanted to talk about this evening And we've not even got anywhere near we've got it we got a week ha- Hamilton Aki's relegated Kilmarnock into the playoffs St Mirren with a good finish No, no, and, no, 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 no Bring Ian back on to see uh, how good I am Um Quickly then The bottom of the table That was exciting at the weekend It was absolutely it? brilliant I have to say And uh, obviously Command will go into that But Command in very good form Mole team Dundee uh, Hugh coming in in good oh, form as well So yeah. Obviously there'll be a few nerves Come Thursday Swan song there Potentially for Charlie Adam You know I mean, He's well up holster now Charlie But uh, uh, What a player he is he, he might not get around the park Very quickly anymore But What lovely, a, what a left, mind Lovely left foot Yeah He's only 35 Plenty of life left there yet I'm sure Yeah it's going to be An exciting week still to come In the playoffs Absolutely, We're building yeah. up to the Scottish Cup final And maybe Maybe tomorrow We'll have a bit more football To discuss But you never know 01419511025 If you couldn't get through tonight Write it down And give us a call back Tomorrow The only thing left is For you two To round off your teaser So thank you to Jerry and Erskine For sending it in He wants to know If you can name the 10 players Currently at Hibs Or St Johnston with a nod to that cup final Who've been capped by Scotland You're doing pretty well I must admit You've got Hanlon, Stevenson, May Bryson, Murphy, Davidson And Nesbitt So three to go Did uh, O'Halloran get one to see, see No uh, I'm struggling Hugh I think we need um, We need a miracle um, Give me the team ooh, Do you know what? I think yes. Jerry's had one I think Jerry's had a nightmare Why? He's still got Well there's one that you need to get I think it's just one Wow. One from each One from each Right you've okay. forgotten He's at Hibs That's why Because he signed in January He's injured at the moment And he used to play for Motherwell Oh dear um, Got his caps in that trip To Peru and Mexico So he was at Motherwell Motherwell player went to Hibs Chris Cadden Oh my god Goodness me The oh. other St Johnston one More of an experienced campaigner I'm surprised yeah, you've no, not just got him I'm trying to somebody at the back uh, Con- Conway Yes Craig Conway, Craig Conway yes. I'm just looking Jerry seems to have Dylan McGeeock On his Hibs list Who Is not at Hibs anymore Is he Aberdeen. Is Aberdeen. Aberdeen There we go Right thank you Jerry For the question anyway We are back tomorrow at 6 With Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna We look forward to speaking to you then Got an exclusive interview With James Forrest Coming up on tomorrow's show as well And Johnny Campbell is up next